Have you found the one who can touch me and make me whole again? Have you found the one who will love me with an everlasting love? Tell me, please, have you found the one? See the Sylvester dipped in blood and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses. And he has on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. This is not my message. <laughs> but I would like to say this. I, I hope, I really do hope that you are part of that army coming back. I, I, I do hope that you belong to this army that's coming back with the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and if you're not, and if you're not, I'll tell you what, you got opportunities. You have an opportunity right here to be part of that army. You know who's going to stop you? Yourself. N nobody's going to stop you. You have an opportunity to be part of this army. You, you might say, well, the devil might stop me. No, the devil doesn't have enough strength to stop you. What about my mother-in-law? She can stop me. She's pretty big. <laughs> no, your mother-in-law can stop you. 
If I wasn't saved, I would get saved today. But before I start, I haven't started yet. I like to play a game. It's 7.30, and I've got to be done by 8, so it's going to be quick. Okay. I got uh, three uh, gift cards. Three gift cards. And uh, my glasses. My glasses are here somewhere. I know that. Where? Oh, thank you. No, no, that no, no, that's not a sign of getting old. No, I know what you're thinking. <laughs> no. Okay. I got. Uh, I got some questions. All right. And uh, <clears throat> the first question <clears throat> is going to be for the eight to 12-year-olds. Any 8 to 12? 8 to 12? 8 to 12. I got gift cards if you want them. It's a true and false question. True and false. If you don't, if you don't participate, I'll keep the cards. That's okay. <laughs> one is for McDonald's, one is for Wendy's, and the other one's for the uh, coffee shop that everybody likes. Yeah, Buckstar. Okay, here we go. 8 to 12, 8 to 12. Anybody? 8 to 12, 8 to 12. Wait a minute. Don't stand up. True or false? Did, did it rain for 40 days and 40 nights? True or false? Where's the 8 to 12? You stood up. Did it rain for 40 days and 40 nights? True or false? He said false. Is it False. Well, don't say it. Don't say nothing. Never mind. Somebody else stood up somewhere in the back. Who stood up? Did it rain 40 days and 40 nights? True or false? Oh. Very good. What is your, what is your name, young lady? What is it? Madison. Madison. Which one do you want? You, oh, Starbucks? <laughs> You like Starbucks. I didn't. I thought it was only adults that liked it. Okay, here's another one. This is for you gotta be 13 and 19 years old. Between 13 and 19. You ready? Here we go. And, and some of you gotta help me see who stands up first. Here's a question. 13 and 19 years old, all right? Did Joshua bury Moses, true or false? Joshua buried Moses, true or false? Joshua, oh, oh you, how old are you? Oh, you are? Oh, okay. Did Joshua bury Moses? You sure? Did he help you? He didn't help you? Which one do you want? Wendy's. Okay. I got one more. And this one is... 
I was going to say, this is for the old... No. I'm including myself in that one, so... No, no. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. This is from, what, 20 and up, right? 20 and up. 20 and up. Spell supercalifragilisticexpialidations. <laughs> The first, the first to find me Psalms 100, either stand up or raise your hand. Psalms 100, Psalms 100, Psalms 100. I think it was Morgan? Who was? Taylor? Sorry. Can you read it? Okay, don't read it. That's okay. Yes. You found it, right? You found it. Here you go. Now I gotta work overtime. Okay, here we go. Psalms 100 will be my message tonight. Psalms 100. Psalms 100 says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that had made us. And not we ourselves. We are his people. And the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endures to all generations. Father, we, uh, we come to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ this evening, asking uh, to bless, bless this short time that we have together. Bless your people, bless the word of God, and be with our pastor as he travels and staff. Thank you again, Father, and help us to be doers of your word and not only hearers. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Is this, is this thing uh, on the internet? Is it? Hi, Mom. Over here? Yeah. <laughs> Folks, sometimes we don't know how to enter the presence of the Lord. I, I would imagine, I don't know, but if, if Obama or some president of the United States was to go see the, the, the Queen of England or the King of Spain, I am sure that he might be, I would imagine, he's tutored. He, he is told uh, how to behave, how to enter, how to, how to shake hands, maybe. I don't know. Because I, I would imagine he's not going to go. You're, you and I, if we are invited to see the Queen of, of England, I, I would imagine that you and I are not going to go and say, Hey, Queen Lizzie, how you doing? Give, uh, 
I, I would imagine that's not how the, you would approach her. I, I would imagine that our, our dignitaries are, are taught how to approach the Queen of England. So I'm saying this. How much more the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords had to approach the King of Kings. And uh, with God's help, I'm going to give you five points, simple points. How to prepare ourselves when we stand before the Lord Jesus Christ. When, when we stand before God up in heaven. How to have this uh, heart when we go be, before the Lord Jesus Christ. So here we go. I read it. And I'm going to start with my first point. Psalms 100, again, verse 1 says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. My first point is this. We, we approach, and uh, by the way, I titled this, Enter into His Presence. So my first point is this. We enter into His presence with a voice of acclamation. We enter into his presence with a voice of acclamation. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Now, a voice of acclamation is a, is a, is a shout of joy. It is a shout of joy. Remember, we are entering into the presence of God. And the Bible has this in Revelations 4.11. In Revelations 4.11, it says, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things for Thy pleasure. They are and were created. So, with the voice of acclamation, because worthy is the Lord. Amen. Worthy is the Lord. After what He did for you, what He did for us, worthy is the Lord. The Lord God, He is God. Amen. Remember what happened in the Old Testament when they found out that the Lord God, He is God? Down on their knees they go. The Lord, He is God. How do we enter into His presence? With the voice of acclamation. Worthy is the Lord. How about this one? And I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and the beast and the elders. And the number of them was ten thousands times ten thousands, thousands, and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, worthy is the Lamb. So worthy is the Lord, worthy is the Lamb who was slain before the foundation of the world. He was slain for the foundation of the world. He died for your sins and for my sins. Worthy is the Lord, worthy is the Lamb. And how about this last one? And one of the elders said unto me, weep not, behold, the Lion of the tribe of Judah. Worthy is the line of the tribe of Judah. Worthy is the lamb. Worthy is the Lord. And worthy is the line of the tribe of Judah. How do we approach him? With a voice of acclamation. In the, in the, in the book of Revelation, you hear them sh shouting with joy. I know that sometimes here on this earth, we muffle, we muffle our acclamations. We muffle them because maybe... We might be embarrassed. What is my neighbor going to think when I say, praise the Lord, hallelujah? They're going to think something of me. But up in heaven, 
it's going to be perfect praise. There, there, there won't be no such a thing as a muffled voice, a, a muffled acclamation. It'll be loud, my friend. It'll be loud. It'll be very loud. Nobody's going to be quiet or straight quiet. There's no such thing as timidity when it comes to praising the Lord. There ain't going to be no timid saints praising the Lord, saying, worthy is the Lord, worthy is the Lamb, worthy is the Lion of the tribe of Judah. There, there won't be. And I, I, would, I would say this. If, if we, as, a, as Christians, as a church, if we find it difficult, if we find it difficult to praise the Lord here in the church, amongst the brethren and the sisters, oh, it's going to be very difficult to praise Him out there. It will be very difficult, I'm telling you. If we don't learn how to praise Him here in the worship house, It'll be so difficult to praise him out there in the, in the world. Because we're so afraid, well, what is, what, what is Brother Soso going to think about me? When, when, when I, I let the, the amen go out, what is he going to say? What is he going to think? What is he going to think when I, I let the hallelujah out? He's going to look at me, cross-eyed. Come on, dude, stop it, stop it, leave that alone. What's the matter with you? How come you're doing that? Huh? How come you're... We, we should learn how to praise the Lord here with a yeah. voice of acclamation. Amen. And, and we all struggle with that, all of us. We struggle. Don't say no, because we know we do. We struggle with that one. So how do, I, how, do I approach, how do I approach the Lord with a voice of acclamation? First point. Second point. Look at verse 2. Verse 2. Serve... The Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. So my second point is this. With the right attitude. With the right attitude. I mean, really, come on, people. Don't you hate being around somebody with a bad attitude? Constant, constant bad attitude. Like th th that cartoon that I remember seeing. I was it Charlie Brown who, who had a, a guy who had a cloud over him. Was it Charlie Brown? Or, or, was it, um, or was it the Flintstones? Or was it, he had like a cloud over him? I, I, I know some people that way. As soon as you go and talk to them, how are you doing? Negative, bad attitude about work, about everything. And, and, and brethren, I hope we're not accused of, of a bad attitude. Because then nobody wants to be around you with a bad attitude. Nobody. And we don't approach the Lord with a bad attitude. We don't. How do we approach him? Let me give you three sub-points. Enter into his presence with a right attitude. And below this, when I put, how about a perfect heart? How about a perfect heart? Look at, look at the, look at the, First Chronicles 28.9a. 1 Chronicles 28, 9, A. Look at what Solomon was told by his father. 1 Chronicles 28, 9, the first part, A says, And thou, Solomon, my son, know thou the God of thy father, and serve him with a what? Perfect heart. Perfect heart. Upright heart. 
a heart that's maturing in the things of the Lord Jesus Christ. Serving with a perfect heart. How do we approach? Right attitude. Right attitude. And how, how do I do that? Have a perfect heart. Have a perfect heart for the Lord Jesus Christ. Be upright. Tell him, hey, you, come on, you guys. He knows the truth about you and me, don't he? Worship him in spirit and in truth. You don't approach the Lord lying. He knows everything about you and me. You cannot hide anything. Oh, Lord, everything's going well. Everything's fine. And when you know it's not true. Perfect heart. A heart that's growing in the Lord Jesus Christ. Upright. How about this one? Same. First Chronicles 28, 9a. And then they, they, he, the father told Solomon, not only was a perfect heart, how about this one? Willing mind. Which I wrote down, pliable. A pliable mind. Pliable, bendable mind. Willing mind. Willing to do whatever he says. Whatever it's written down that you know. As, as, as somebody has said, I don't understand the Bible. I don't, I don't understand what I'm reading. And, I, and somebody told him, okay, let me, say, let me say this. What you know are you doing? Well, no, no. Then don't worry about it. Why don't you start doing what you know already? A willing mind. Ready to serve the Lord Jesus Christ with all your heart, mind, and body. Right attitude. Perfect heart. Pliable mind. How about this one? It's found in Romans 12.1. Romans 12.1. A perfect heart, pliable mind. And then prostrated body. Prostrated body. Romans 12.1 says, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Prostrated body. It's, it's, it's your sin. Lord, here am I. Here's my body. Use me. Here, here, my Lord. Use me. Your reasonable service. In other words, isn't it logical that you would do that? That I would do that? Reasonable. He's saying it's logical that, it's logical that you should present your bodies after what he did for you. It's logical. It's reasonable. Here's my body. Prostrated, Lord. Do whatever you want to. Here's my hands, here's my feet, here's my eyes. How do we approach the Lord? It was a right attitude. Right attitude, perfect heart, playable mind, and prostrated body. Because how is anything going to get done if we don't have no bodies? How? We know that the Lord wants to use you. But he needs that right attitude that has a perfect heart, pliable mind, and prostrated body. I'm, I'm preaching to, the, to the, crumb of the, the, the crop of the cream or the cream of the crop. <laughs> right here. My English and my Spanish, I always get them. I always put the one in the front and the one in the back and then mess them up. It's you. The, the, the Wednesday crowd. And, and then he wants us to present our bodies prostrated, our mind pliable, and our heart perfect towards him. Again, it was a voice of acclamation and it was a right attitude. 
Look at verse 3. Verse 3. Verse 3 says, Know ye that the Lord, He is God. It is He that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. So, third point is, with an unmovable affirmation. Amen. With an unmovable affirmation. You, an affirmation is you're declaring a truth. You're saying that He is God. He is the Lord. And you know it. And, and, and nobody's going to move you from that. If the Jehovah Witness come knocking at your door and, and they say, Oh no, Jesus is not God. You're not going to be shaking. You're not going to be trembling. You're not going to be fearful. Because you have an unmovable affirmation about who the Lord Jesus Christ is. You know who he is. And, 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 and nobody's going to move you, even though that wind might blow, that wind of adversity might blow, persecu- persecution might blow. But you might bend a little bit this way. You know how to see those palm trees are moving back and forth. But uh, they're, they're rooted all the way down to the ground. They know. And you should know, too, about the Lord Jesus Christ, who he is. The Bible says this. Was an unmovable affirmation because he is the ancient of days, Daniel seven nine. He is the advocate or our advocate, First John two one. He is the Amen of Revelations three fourteen. He is the author of eternal salvations, Hebrew five nine. He is the apostle and high priest of our profession, Hebrews three one. He is the anointed of God. Acts 10.38 He is Alpha and Omega Isaiah 44.6 He is Jesus Christ Son of God God the Son Lord, Creator, Savior and King This is the true God and eternal life 1 John 5.20 Do you have that unmovable affirmation about him or you're still doubting you're still not sure is he is he is he God you better make sure he is I hope you're into the scriptures reading the scriptures studying the scriptures God doesn't hide from anybody if you're searching for the truth, you will find the truth. It's just that it won't be like people who are looking in the book for false ideas or false answers or mistakes. Well, God is hidden from those people. They'll, they'll never find the truth because they're not looking for the truth. But if you're looking for the truth, you'll find it. You will find it. God doesn't hide from anybody. If anything, we hide from him. So how do you approach the Lord Jesus Christ with unmovable affirmation? I gave you number four. Number four. Back to Psalms 100, verse 4 says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving 
and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. So number four is, how about this? With a heart of appreciation. With a heart of appreciation. After what he did for us. And, and like somebody said, even, even if all you got is salvation, don't you think that's enough? I mean, really? Even if, even if that's all you got, that's it, salvation, and you're living out in the streets, no car, no money, nothing, he saved your soul. He saved my soul. With a heart of appreciation. To appreciate the Lord Jesus Christ. That, that's just four points. I got one more that we should approach the Lord. Because sometimes we don't know how to enter into his presence. We don't. It's, it's just like we don't know how to pray sometimes, and the Holy Spirit helps us to pray. Because sometimes you might get on your knees and pray, and you don't know what to pray for. How do I pray for? And the Bible says that the Spirit is the one who helps us to pray. Because many times we pray the wrong prayers. As pastor was saying one time, oh, Lord, give me a million dollars. We always have the wrong prayers. And many times we don't know how to pray. And many times maybe we don't know how to approach the holy of holies. And many times we don't approach it the right way. Many times we don't, we don't approach it with a heart of appreciation. How about, how about this? It was a heart of appreciation for prayers answered. I'm sure he has to answer some of your prayers. I'm sure he has. How about this one? Peace from Colossians 3.15. Peace. Remember when you didn't have no peace? Remember when you didn't have no peace? The turmoil that was in, in your mind and heart. The turmoil. Like a tornado inside of you. No peace. There was no peace. There was times you couldn't sleep. You, you felt out of it until you received the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. Now we have peace with him and the peace that comes from him. You can thank him for that. How about for this one? Protection. Psalms 3.3. Uh, 3. Protection. Just think of the times, many times that he has protected you and me. How many times he has protected us? And we look back, like they say, hindsight is 2020. We look back and say, wow, this would have happened if this hadn't happened. The protection. How about this one? Provision. From Psalms 23:1. The Lord is my shepherd. A little girl was reading that Psalms. And she said, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not whine. <laughs> and the people said, That's wrong, that's wrong. And the pastor said, no, that's right, that's right. Yeah, that's right. If the Lord's your shepherd, you shouldn't whine. But we do. Maybe too many times. How about for his power? Power. From Acts 1.8. And you should receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Come on, let's face it. Without that power, we couldn't witness no way. Oh, you can, you can talk about some things. Nothing's going to happen, really. You're doing it in the flesh. Oh, but without that power, we're so timid. Without that power, man, we can't open our mouth. We're afraid to open our mouth. 
You know it and I know it. We can't always open our mouths without that power. We're afraid. Remember Ananias? He wouldn't go talk to uh, Paul. And he was telling the Lord, Lord, but that, that, that man, he, he's, he's, he's killing your saints. Like the Lord didn't know. He's killing your saints. You, you, you want me to go over there and talk to you? Can you send somebody else? Huh? Isn't that how we are? Can you send somebody else? We see somebody that the Lord wants us to witness to. And you look at him, you study him or her up and down. It's like, man, he's got a mean face. He probably did 20 in the big house. <laughs> or you look at her and she has got tattoos all over. And it says, I eat alligators. <laughs> and you look at that tattoo like, Lord, I don't want to witness to her. She eats alligators. I'm not just a little mouse. Mice, mouse. Did I, say, did I pronounce it right? No power. No power. We can't do it. So we should thank him for that power. We should thank him for those prayers answered, for that peace, for that protection, for that provision. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you, us. How do we approach the holies of holies? How about with a heart of appreciation? Unmovable affirmation. Right attitude, voice of acclamation. Now bring you the last one. Let's go to 100 again. Maybe you're already there. I don't know. 100 verse 5 says, For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. And his truth endures to all generations. So my last point is this. How do we approach his, his presence? How about his total and complete adoration? Nothing left out. As I heard somebody say, you wouldn't want your wife to love you with half a heart, would you? You wouldn't want your, your husband to love you, wife, with half a heart. You want, you want all the heart, right? All of it. You don't want half of her heart and the other heart, half of the heart. Well, you don't know where it is. God knows it. Complete and total adoration when we approach him. Why? Well, look at the, look at the verse 100. I mean, well, Psalms 100, verse 5. It says, for the Lord is good. How about because he had consideration on us? The Bible says in Psalms 84, What is man that thou art mindful of him? What is, what is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that thou visitest him. Who, who, who are we? What are we? That, that you thought about us, Lord. He had consideration on us. Who are we? Are we sons of kings? Noblemen? Dignitaries? What is man, what is man that thou art mindful of him, Lord? He had consideration of us. He considered us when he was in heaven. Ah, there he is. There's Rodrigo. Good for nothing, sir. I see him. I see him. But I'm considering him. And there's you. Because he had consideration of us. He, he left his glory to walk in this sinful earth. 
For who? For me and you. He had consideration of us. Verse 5 again. Not only he had consideration, but again, it says here, his mercy is everlasting. So he had consideration on us, but he also showed compassion toward us. It is the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. From Lamentation 3.22. He has compassion on us. Look at how many times we failed him. We, we failed him many times. And yet, we're still here. We're still here. He has compassion on us. He, he's not like an earthly father who loses his temper pretty quick. And I know I've lost my temper as an earthly father. But God is not that way. He has compassion on us. Very gentle to us. Oh, yes, he will discipline his children. No doubt about that. There's no doubt about that. If you belong to him, he'll discipline you. But he has compassion on us. How compassionate is the Lord Jesus Christ for us? Not only that, again, verse 5, the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. But his truth endures to all generations. Not only he had consideration on us, compassion toward us, but he had communication with us. He communicated with us. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. The Lord gave the word, the word and great was the company of those that published it. He came and had communication. He came to this earth and walked with man. He communicated with us. He gave us his word. Which if we didn't have this word, how would we get saved? How will we know about it? By looking to the stars and saying, well, the stars declare the glory of God, but it doesn't declare about salvation. But the word of God does. He had communication with us. He had consideration of us. He had compassion toward us. What a, what a great God we serve. Hmm? The Lord Jesus Christ. And that's why I was saying when I was reading that statement about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lord coming with his army, if you haven't been born again, you don't belong to that army. You don't. Even the Lord Jesus Christ told his Jewish people, ye are of the devil, in John 8, 44. Ye are of the devil. Imagine telling somebody in this politically correct world, you belong to the devil. Well, not that mean, though, but you, you belong to the devil. <laughs> you know? Imagine. They'll, they'll roast you. they have you for dinner. Barbacoa. But that's what the Lord Jesus Christ told his people. So from that information, I gathered that we are not all sons and daughters of him. Unless or until we have been born again. And you will be coming in that army if you've been born again. You will be coming in that army. Jesus Christ died for sinners. That's us. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We're all sinners. There's a price to pay for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Whosoever should call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you believe with all your heart that he died on that cross, he was buried, and three days later he came out of that grave, you've been born again. Born again. 
Have you done it? Have you done it? Are you sure? Are you sure you're going to go to heaven? I mean, I mean, I'm saying, are you 100% sure you're going to go to heaven? Or are we just playing church? I, I understand from reading the word of God that the, even the devil goes to church. Remember about the young, clean man that was in the synagogue? So uh, from reading the word of God, it seems to me like the devil's not afraid to go to church. He's not afraid of going to church. Have you been born again? You must be born again. Because if you are not born again, you can't approach the Holy of Holies. You can't. Because you haven't been sprinkled with that blood. You, you haven't. And uh, the only prayer that he will hear from you is, Jesus, save my soul. That's the, that's the only first prayer here. He'll hear from you if you're not saved. And he wants to see you saved right now. I'm going to give an invitation. If you want to get saved, if there's somebody here who does not know the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior, the first invitation is to you. If you're a man, you go to a man. If you're a woman, you go to a woman. And then to the, to the Christian. I don't know what your, uh, your condition of the heart is. I don't. I don't know how you enter his presence. I don't know if you had a bad attitude always. No adoration. No voice of acclamation. No appreciation. And affirmation? Well, it's doubtful. It shouldn't be doubtful, not for a Christian. I, I don't know your heart. And, and you know what? <laughs> I don't want to know your heart. I don't. That, that's something for the Lord to see. So, shall we... Stand up, please. And think about those things that were mentioned. Think about it. The piano playing nice and softly. With your eyes closed, your head bowed down. I'm going to ask you a question. And the question.